My guest is Pastor Greg Laurie. Greg Laurie is the senior pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship with campuses in California and Hawaii, and his show, A New Beginning, is heard daily on this station as well. The Harvest Crusade is coming up July 1st and 2nd. This year, it's at the Honda Center, so change of venue. Important for you to realize that. We're excited about that. Pastor Greg, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Pastor Scott, thanks for having me on again. Great to be with you. Let me just uh, say a quick word. Why are we at the Honda Center instead of Angel Stadium? Good question. Let me answer that. <laughs> Let's put that right on yeah, the top. Because right on the top. We don't want people to go down to the Big A and wonder where everything is. That's right. So I still call it the Big A. Yes. So for well over 30 years, we did meet at Angel Stadium. So this last year, they said, uh, we can no longer have you have people come down on the field because Major League Baseball says we don't want that. And uh, and so you can't have them come forward. Well, as you know, Scott, that's a big part of what we do. It's uh, people coming forward and making that public stand to follow Christ. And so we appealed it and we tried to work it out with them. And they were firm in this. So we realized we had to have a change of venue. So now we're at the Honda Center. So that's why we've made the move from A to B. Maybe that will change in the future. Uh, but I, I, of course, disagree with that decision. And yeah. uh, and I think that uh, Major League Baseball needs to take a long, hard look at some decisions they're making, like what happened at Dodger Stadium recently. That's right. Uh, you know, with this, uh, this this group openly mocking Jesus Christ and his crucifixion. And it's just like, come on, people. Like, uh, we've been, you know, there for well over 30 years uh, holding this event, we're disappointed, but but we're hoping to go back again in the future someday. But this year, July one and two, Honda Center, Honda Center. Well, at least it'll be indoors, so that yes. might uh, make it a little comfortable for people. And uh, when people come forward, hopefully they'll put some uh, stuff down on the ice because that could be a liability problem. Yeah, we'll have that uh, covered. <laughs> Well, Greg, uh, I'm really excited about it. And, you know, God will have his reason That's and right. what he's going to be glorified for at the Honda Center with all of this. And and you know that. You know, the last time we talked on this program, it was right before Jesus' revolution came mm-hmm. out. And we are excited and anticipating what the Lord might do through that movie. And he blessed it in a huge way. He really did. And it's kind of mind-blowing what has happened with this film. It performed well at the box office. And because of that... It's gone into a very large theatrical release globally. Uh, It's uh, opening this week in the UK. It's going to open in Ireland. It's going to play in Latin America, India. It's already shown in Australia, New Zealand. So it's continuing its theatrical release now around the world. But it's on streaming platforms here in America. You can watch it at Apple. You can watch it at Amazon Prime and, and other streaming outlets. It's even in those little red box machines I saw the other day in a market. It's on airplanes. People are sending me pictures. Hey, we saw Jesus Revolution on Delta. So it, it's so exciting the way it's getting out because this is where it will reach its largest audience. I just That's got right. this little comment on social media. A person says, adored the movie. You also led my mother to Jesus two weeks before she suddenly died. God is good. So, I mean, you know, we've heard story after story of people coming to Christ watching this film. And uh, one story I heard was uh, a person went and saw it, and uh, actually a group of guys saw it, and and they were just sitting there. And and so some Christians were in the theater, and they walked over to these young men and said, "Uh, what did you think of the movie? Well, we liked it, they said. We just wonder, what does it mean? How does one do this? Like, what do do you need to be baptized? They just... They wanted to know how to take the next step. So the Christians led these guys to the Lord 
and uh, and then they were in church the next Sunday. So God is using the movie to bring people into the kingdom. And I, I think that this movie is a really great tool uh, because you can show the movie to someone, then have a great gospel conversation afterwards. You know, the movie... It disarms people, Scott. Yeah. It, it touches mm-hmm. them emotionally. They connect to the characters. You know, it's not a preachy film, but it has the gospel in it. And, and enough where I think a person can see how they too can come into a relationship with Christ. And so it's just continuing to touch lives, and we thank God for that. I think it's a it's an amazing thing when you said that somebody's watching it on a plane. Somebody's going to have that story. They got saved on a plane. Yeah. They took off. They were not in the kingdom, and they landed, and they were. Well, you've heard of snakes on a plane. I want to see saved on a plane. Saved on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a sequel. I think we have a sequel right here. You can have people uh, uh, come forward right in the middle of the plane. Yes. You know, and, uh, <laughs> Harvest Crusade, Crusade Airline Edition. Yes. You know, I th- I think that's really great. We've had people on our show call, really for months, they still refer to that movie and how encouraging it was. We live in a time where things are crazy. You mentioned the baseball situation, and, you know, I... I feel like, I still feel like, unless it's time for Christ's return and we're just, this is the plan of God, I feel like there is a time where we might have revival. We usually talk about Mm -hmm. that. I'm still encouraged at that possibility right now. Well, you know, Scott, God has actually given us what we might call a prescription for revival in 2 Chronicles 7.14. Now, contextually, that statement was made originally to the nation Israel, but I think principally it applies Mm -hmm. to any nation, including America, where God says... If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, God promises I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, we all want to see our land healed, but let's make sure we're doing our part. And notice that God points his finger at his own people. You know, it's easy for us as Christians to Mm -hmm. talk about all the evil going on in the world, and there's a lot of it happening, but let's make sure that we're not having evil things that we need to turn from. It starts in our heart. So let's be praying and let's be repenting and let's be preaching and proclaiming the gospel. And that's why an event like the Harvest Crusade is such a great thing because it's a catalyst. It's something we can work toward. It's something we can invite a non-believer to. And, and you know, coming back to the first part of our conversation, I'm actually looking forward to doing this at the Honda Center because it's a different kind of a venue. And it's it's more intimate, still big. It's like 16,000, 17,000 seats. But still, uh, we're going to be able to do something we've not been able to do in a stadium. You know, stadiums are so big and mm. expansive. When people sing, you don't hear them very well. When you're in a theater or or, a, or an arena like the Honda Center in the round, it's different. You can hear what's happening and, and this is going to be a really intensive, immersive kind of a worship crusade. It's actually going to be more of a throwback to our very earliest crusades that we did in the 90s where they were more worship focused. And so, mm. I, you know, I just feel like, you know, th- this is what happened. God closed one door. He opened another. We're, you know, so we're like saying, let's seize this moment and make it the best crusade it can be. I would just say to folks listening right now, get there early. Make sure you, you know, take time to get your seat. I would be sad to see you turned away, but we have so many seats, and once they're filled, they're filled. So you have two nights to choose from, but I would encourage you to get there early. 
My guest is Pastor Greg Laurie, and the Harvest Crusade is coming up July 1st and 2nd. It's at the Honda Center this year, and we were you were talking about the music, and yeah. in the round, the people who will be there are Chris Tomlin, Phil Wickham, Michael W. Smith, Passion, and uh, Taya, is that how you say? Taya. Taya, that's right, yes. Taya. And, you know, I, I think that people are going to have a different experience yeah. if you've been to this a lot because of it, and the worship, it's just going to be amazing, and, you know, I would, I would let people know the whole time is fun. From the yeah. time you arrive to the whole evening, this is a great time with your family and your friends who you're going to bring. And you were talking about this being a tool for evangelism. Yes. And you know what? I think one of the great things about the Harvest Crusade is it's so well done that you're not going to lean over to your coworker that you invited and say, you know, I'm sorry I brought you to this. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? Yes. <laughs> you're it's that matters that, yeah. you know, that it. And so I want you to think about it. That person that God has put on your mind right now that you just, when I said coworker, or maybe it's somebody that you live next door to, or somebody mm -hmm. that you go to school with, yeah, bring them to this. It's That's free. Right. The concert will be amazing. It is a great performance. It is, it is hearing the people sing, I think is going to be very powerful and the message will be powerful and people coming forward and getting saved is always something for, I think it, you know, some people that I knew who went last time who weren't saved, they were shocked by it mm. uh, last year and completely moved by yeah. the number of people who clearly, you know, if, if you watch people going down, yeah, you know, some people are going down, they got a smile on their face and maybe they're there to help and other things, but some yeah. people are, have tears flowing. That's down right. Yeah. And I knew people who were crying, not because just, both because they were convicted of things, but other mm -hmm. people whose tears were flowing because the person they brought wanted yeah. to go down there. Yes. And that's why God put you on this earth, everybody. It's that person that you bring to the gospel, that person that you share your life, that person is so close to you that when you do repent, uh, they see it and wonder what happened, mm -hmm. and you get to tell them. That's right. You know, Scott, 85% of the people that walk forward at a Harvest Crusade and make a profession of faith were brought by a friend. So I yeah. can't emphasize enough how important it is for you to bring someone with you. Don't send them to the Harvest Crusade. Bring them to the Harvest Crusade and be praying for them while it is happening. You know, coming back to the worship, you think, well, worship, that's not very evangelistic. Actually, it can be very evangelistic. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. You know, when God is honored and glorified and you sense the presence of the Lord in a room, that really impacts people. The culture, the secular culture, has nothing like worship. Uh, it's kind of rare for people who even sing together anywhere uh, in public settings. But this is a place where you're going to encounter God's presence. And, you know, before I was a Christian, I was on my high school campus and I was walking across, and I saw a group of Christians singing songs about God. I thought they were delusional and crazy, and I honestly felt sorry for them. But I sat down close enough to kind of eavesdrop on their conversation and what they were saying. And as I watched them worship Scott, I, I just kind of was moved by the fact that this seems really real to them. And, and they weren't, you know, this was not complex music they were doing. This was like four card chords on an acoustic guitar. Just right. these real basic sing-alongs, you know. But there was something about Christians worshiping God that moved me and sort of opened my heart. And then when I heard the gospel from a visiting preacher named Lonnie Frisbee, if you've seen the movie, you know who he is. Uh, and, and then when he preached the gospel, I understood it. And that was the day I believed. And so... 
you know, I think that uh, when you go into this environment where God is honored and glorified, that it's going to prepare the hearts of people to hear the gospel message. And each night I give a very clear proclamation of the gospel. Here's what's unique about this event. Number one, it's free. You would normally pay a considerable amount of money to see any of these top-level artists perform somewhere. This event is free. Number two, it's designed from beginning to end to bring the gospel in an understandable way to a non-believer. Because I know we all want to bring people to church, and we finally talk, you know, our neighbor into coming to church, and that has to be the Sunday the pastor speaks on tithing or something, whatever. (laughs) You know, no, that's not the message I would have chosen. My message is designed for a non-believer. I'm preaching for a decision. Uh, So this is a perfect place to bring someone to that does not yet know the Lord. So look, we all know non-believers. Start praying for them and start Mm. extending that invitation. Say, what time should I pick you up? That's right. Pray for them and ask God to open up that door for you to do it, to make you do it. I think God answers that prayer also. Yes. You know, he does. And this is great. You go and you have a great time and it's free also. I think that's a... People need to make sure they understand that because you're right. These people, uh, when they're just doing a concert, you buy a ticket. Yeah. Like any other event, it can be expensive. Um, you know, this year, how many years have you been doing this now? Oh, my goodness. I think it's 33 years. This 33. may be our 33rd or 34th year. I think it's our 33rd year. Yeah. And God blesses it every time. It's something that Southern California, I think, has uh, even adopted as a great event. So many people have been and so many people's lives have been touched by it, and we're all looking forward to it. Oh, thank you so much, and I'm looking forward to it as well. You know, every year I'm excited about it. I spend a lot of time prepping these messages. You think, oh, Greg, they're such simple messages. It's true. But, you know, in some ways it takes more work to write something that's simple than something mm. that's complex. You know, I just kind of keep whitt- I keep whittling it down so it just becomes that very simple, straightforward, streamlined presentation of the gospel. I take it really seriously. You know, I, I know people are bringing non-believers there. So I really want to do the best job I can do, and we want to do the best job we can do as a team here at Harvest to present an event that will honor the Lord and speak to the hearts of those that don't know Him yet. I think that's great for people to hear too, Greg, because I think sometimes people don't understand what a pastor does and how much work goes into a message, even a message that you've given so many times, but there's always something different to say. The Lord's always going to put that on your heart. There's always a different time of the year and time in culture that needs to be addressed. True. And that is a lot of work uh, at the end, and we appreciate that you do that. Thank you very much. My honor. I love to do it. You know, I It's a thrill for me, really. One of the things I love more than anything else in doing ministry is I love to study, write, and deliver messages. You know, that's my favorite part. And so this is something that I spend a lot of time prepping for, but I really enjoy that prep as well and pray that God will use it for His glory. Yeah. Well, Greg, you know, as... um... We, we wrap this up. Are there ways that we can pray for you and your team and Harvest Christian Fellowship where you're the pastor of? I've thought a lot about that this year because of the movie being out and publicity in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when the spotlight shines on us, it, it creates a different world for us in yeah. some ways. You know, how has that uh, been for you and your family this year? Well, it's been interesting. You know, uh, my wife and I just uh, went to Italy for our 50th wedding anniversary. Hmm. I thought I'd better go big or stay home, right? So we're having a great time. And I was amazed that 
people were recognizing us in Italy, you know, who had seen the movie and because it's everywhere now, you know. And so it, it's uh, we're thankful to God for it. And, and it's a great tool that's opened up a lot of doors and uh, to, to reach people that we had not been able to reach before. And, and I just uh, appreciate people praying for us. You know, I'm 70 years old now, so not a spring chicken. <laughs> but I, my health is good. My energy is good. Just pray God gives me the strength and clarity of mind to do what he has called me to do as effectively as I can do it. And, you know, I had the opportunity, Scott, to become close friends with Billy Graham toward the end of his ministry. In fact, I met him when he was in his late 60s. And he asked me to come and help him with his ministry as it was coming to a close. And I actually was involved in helping him write his sermons, um, specifically helped him with illustrations. And so I spent a lot of time with Billy. So in, in reality, I was enrolled in the finest evangelistic university on earth, being personally taught by the greatest evangelist really of all time, Billy Graham himself. And and I learned a lot in doing that. And it was a great honor to see, and he just went on for years and years, you know, so he, Billy was preaching well into his eighties. And so, right. you know, we'll see how many years the Lord gives me, but you know, I, I see it this way. I, you know, I say treat every day as though it were the last day because one day it will be. Mm. So, you know, we just, every day God gives us opportunities, whatever our age is, and we want to use it to glorify him. So that's what I'm looking to do at this stage in my life. Well, we're looking forward to it. Can I pray with yes. you for uh, for you and for the Harvest Crusade coming up in uh, on July 1st and 2nd? So that's coming up pretty quick, everybody, July 1st and 2nd at the Harvest Crusade. And I'll give you some details here in just a second as we pray. Uh, God, I thank you for Greg. I thank you for the calling that you've put on his life and the ministry that you continue to give him. And we pray that you would protect and bless his family mm. and that even in all of this, as he prepares for his message this year, that not only would it be the best one he's ever given, mm. um, but that he would grow personally as he studies, mm. that he would continue to grow closer to you. We pray for him and his staff and everybody working. And this year, we know it's in a different place, and uh, that was not a surprise to you, Lord, mm -hmm. to move it to Honda Center, and we are so excited about what you're going to do yes. at the Harvest Crusade there. We pray for everybody who is going to be there, whether they are coming and they're a Christian and they they are going to come and be rejuvenated by your spirit, mm -hmm. or they are bringing a friend, or they have finally uh, worked up the courage to invite their coworker, or they're working on it now, Lord. Yes. We pray for them that you would just give them that courage. The worst they're going to say Amen. is no. And that when their coworker says yes, which so often happens, mm -hmm. that you would put joy and confidence in you in their heart. And we pray for the salvation of every single person who comes, that they would know Jesus Christ, that you'd speak through Greg and speak through all the mu musicians and even all of the volunteers and everybody that they interact with. We all play a role as your church there. We pray for this event. And we ask your blessing on it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, God. I appreciate that. Greg, it's always great to have you on the, on the show, and I'm so excited to see you coming up here on July 1st and 2nd. It is the Southern California Harvest Crusade at the Honda Center. It's not at the Anaheim Stadium. It's at the Honda Center this year. Important to know, July 1st and 2nd. It's coming up very quick. Each night begins, the program begins at 6 p.m., but you want to get there early to make sure that you get a seat. So get there a lot earlier than that, and there will be Christian artists there. Uh, Chris Tomlin, Phil Wickham, Michael W. Smith, Passion, and uh, it's Taya. Taya. <laughs> Taya, all right. And the Harvest Worship Band, too. It's going to be awesome. 
It's going to be fantastic, and Greg will have a new gospel message, and you can have confidence in that. Pray for your friends and your family, your coworkers, your classmates, the people in your life, and invite them and come. It's for free. Once again, July 1st and 2nd at the Honda Center. Pastor Greg Laurie, thanks for being with me on the Pastor Scott Show. Thanks for having me on. All right. God bless. Thank you.